The following podcast is in no way produced, endorsed, or affiliated in any way with the Wikimedia Foundation, and the use of the term Wikipedia is used without permission. Enjoy at your own risk. We're going to make this sassy, just like the pagans, back in the days of yore. That's right. Um, what pagans were known for was sassiness. So, welcome to the Halloween special of Wikipedia Brown. Thank you. Today, we're taking on the case of Halloween and paganism. Spooky. Spooky pagans. Um, my guests today are one of those rare gems, a funny woman, oh Cody Fisher. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> it's not that rare. And uh, author, comedian, radio I, I, personality? I don't no? go with comedian anymore. I go with humorist and storyteller now. Okay, humorist and storyteller. Uh, uh, radio Dylan, personality? Radio personality. Commentator? Commentator. Uh, award-winning playwright? Award-winning playwright. Poss- Dil- possibly a Grammy oh, nominee. Possible Grammy nominee. If you can vote for the Grammys, vote for... Dylan Brody. That's wow. right. There you go. That list. This is one of the subjects I find myself more pigeonholed in when it comes to sticking to Wikipedia. That is the basis of the show, mm-hmm. Wikipedia. Um, the pages of uh, Halloween and paganism, to me, were a little more dry, uh, as though written by a dowdy Christian, maybe, <laughs> who, who was trying to take over the pages of Halloween and paganism and make them boring and and, no, uh, that's essentially what happened in exa- general. Exactly. <laughs> it seemed like someone was trying to write a homework assignment and got the subjects of Halloween and paganism. But it doesn't matter because Cody and Dylan and uh, to a lesser extent myself will be making these exciting for everyone. I think it's always a good idea when starting a discussion to say the information I have on this is boring. <laughs> And that just sets the tone for the yeah, remainder of the show, on doesn't board. it? This is, what I, this is what I learned from high school. Tell everybody something's going to suck before I read it. And Lower expectations. so impressed. Oh, my God. Why isn't Alan on our team? I think that's, <laughs> yeah, I believe that's a, a debating tactic. Tell people why it's going to suck and then suck and then tell them what just sucked. That's <laughs> how I feel every time I hang out with you, Alan. I go, like, this is going to be terrible. And then I'm like, oh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't, it that, wasn't was, that bad. That was relatively yeah. painless, people say, when they're finished hanging you with Alan. You feel like hanging out with me is like going to the dentist. And then it's not that bad because it didn't drill you. Uh, <laughs> take that to mean whatever you want. I I don't know what that meant. <laughs> Apparently, we're not going to the same dentist. No. So I'll just start us off uh, by reading the little summary, quick little summary here about Halloween, and then we can go from there. It's see Halloween should be an autumny. What? Never mind. I uh, see. D- Dylan's uh, the one who's gonna. Things are just gonna fly over my head. Probably Cody's too because she's half asleep. <laughs> well, Alan's <laughs> Alan's gonna edit on himself. Going what? So Halloween. Oh, and one thing that, that my listeners know and that you guys will be uh, painfully aware of is my pronunciation of everything is going to be horrible. So if you know that I'm pronouncing something wrong, feel free to tell me I'm an idiot and then pronounce it correctly. Okay. All right. I'll say Celtic instead of Celtic. I, I'm comfortable with either of those pronunciations, but I will uh, if you if you try to use in lieu of as though it is interchangeable with in light of, I will judge you harshly. I do not use either of those phrases, okay. so I think that we're safe. Yeah, we're Cody, fine. on the other hand. Okay. Oh, use those phrases. I mix them up all the time. <laughs> Halloween or Halloween, a contraction of its original title, All Hallows Evening, also known as All Hallows Eve, is a yearly holiday observed around the world on October 31st, the eve of the Western Christian feast of All Hallows. Most scholars believe that All Hallows' Eve was originally influenced by Western European harvest festivals and festivals of the dead with pagan roots, particularly the Celtic Samhain. Others maintain that it originated independently of Samhain. 
Uh, typical festive Halloween activities include trick-or-treating, also known as guising, attending costume parties, carving pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns, lighting bonfires, apple bobbing, visiting haunted attractions, playing pranks, telling scary stories, and watching horror films. I like that they had to tell us all that because we weren't sure. I like that you pronounced Samhain correctly. I looked that one up. Because it, it's spelled Samhain, and I've heard people yes. say Samhain, and then I point at them and laugh. Exactly. Yeah. It is the least onomatopoetic word Most, ever. I mean, Halloween itself is a bastardization of the original yeah. terminology. So it's, I mean, hey, it's America. We can say what we want. Am I right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We do. We say what we want. I mean, no one's going to do anything to us, right? Except bomb our buildings and shit. Uh, etymology. The word Halloween was first used in the 16th century and represents a Scottish variant of the Fuller All Hallows Eve, even, sorry, that is the night before All Hallows Day, although the phrase All Hallows is found in Old English. All Hallows Even is itself not seen until 1556. Now, I have zero idea about years and like when things thought they started when did when did you guys what are you aware of when it comes to halloween and when it started uh in the pagan traditions well when we go back to to Samhain mm-hmm. and the the real origins of it i can i can think of reference back to before 1200 we're really going back to druidism and pre-romanic uh gaul and and the gaelic lands so at that point, it was a celebration of the the losing of the light. It was a celebration of the harvest and the hunt. And in a lot of the, the current urban fantasy genre, they keep dealing with the hunt, with uh, Ser Noonan, the, the god of the hunt, and Hearn the hunter, his mortal lackey, I believe, uh, and this big hunt for souls. But in fact, it was about a communal experience. We have to stock up because winter is coming. Yeah, mm. I'd say, the, I mean, the 31st at the time, I mean, that's our modern calendar. It's just, right, it's it the was, end of the summer. It's the end of like the plentiness. It's the end of all these things are gained. It's like, let's get our shit together and like pack it up because, yo, winter is coming. We have to have, if we can kill a giant elk and cut up the meat, we will do that. And let us collect acorns because they're bitter, but at least they will nourish us over the winter. And then when you get into the origins of going door to door and knocking on the door and saying, hey, you got any food? It's really about the community sharing what it has. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs to chip in or nobody's making it through the winter. All I know is I feel like Game of Thrones should be uh, sponsored Winter is coming. (laughs) Because I I feel like it's going to be safe over and over again. I thought paganism was something, you know, it's just a religion and, and something to do with the earth. And then Christianity came in, took everything and wiped everything out and changed it to theirs. And that's all I knew about it. Paganism, even as a word, paganism is a bastardization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it, it's based in Pan, who was a, uh, the, the Roman god of uh, drinking and, and, and cuteness. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think I think that's correct. Yeah, cute. It's, an, it's, here, it's here in Wikipedia. It was you know it was the, the he was the goat footed god who who played the pipes and led people into uh, revelry and and hedonism, and so from the Christian point of view, anything that dealt with our connection to nature as opposed to our separation from nature, uh, that dealt with uh, communal society that really worshipped its natural surroundings as opposed to considering itself above the natural surroundings as sort of a step between nature and God 
was connected to Pan and generally bad and magical and wrong and evil. It's evil. I, I sort of take issue with the word paganism to begin with because there are so many different traditions that would fall into that category. The Native American tradition might be considered paganism uh, by, by Christians. Certainly the, the, the Celtic traditions that I delved into when I was a practicing Druid would be considered paganism. But they weren't worshipping Pan. Mm-hmm. They were just worshipping something other than the Caucasian bearded daddy. Well, in it's the essentially sky. it's essentially they're people who just lived in essentially communities of their own farmers, what we would call here in America the salt of the earth. People who are like taking care of themselves, taking care of their family that don't really want to be in these societies that are bigger. The Roman society who eventually took on Catholicism to save their society. Like they, these people didn't want anything of it. And they had their own practices, their own traditions, which essentially, you know, you had early Christianity coming and saying like, Hey, you want to be with us? We'll accept some of your practices, but reject your beliefs. Yeah. Reject your beliefs, but we'll, Hey, guess what? We'll celebrate these things on these specific dates, especially like Halloween around the 31st of a harvest time, which Dylan so eloquently described earlier. Why? Thank you, ma'am. It was wonderful. And similarly, they said, you know, uh, we have this, we call him the son of God. So as long as in the middle of winter, when when we start getting the sun back, you celebrate the the coming of the sun. We'll celebrate his birth then. Yeah, and we wind up celebrating the birth of Christ right near the winter solstice, as opposed to whenever he was actually born, which people assume was probably March or April. Yeah, I, I, I've always heard March because I believe the gestation period, when impregnated by a <laughs> god, <laughs> is uh, however many months. So, uh, shorter, longer? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Back Who when, knows? Back when Mary cheated, I mean, was immaculately that, that is to say, conceived. <laughs> according to according to this, like Halloween has uh, more because Halloween pig- has Mork. No, no, no I'm good. Oh, Mork and Mindy are in this. <laughs> oh, good Halloween costumes. Uh, nanu, nanu, guys. Because you were you were mentioning that paganism is actually not necessarily one thing, but can be uh, uh, considered several different religions. Paganism which is this does go into. Paganism is really a derogatory, a, a Christian-based derogatory term for mm-hmm. every pre-Christian religion, every nature-based religion. Yeah, because who cares of really learning what each group of religious... <laughs> right, yeah. You know, which, by the way, is why someone who is upset with Muslims will shoot a bunch of Sikhs in their temple. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, why bother learning about any tradition other than our own? Well, unfortunately, nothing's changed. And by the way, here's no. the thing. Nothing's changed. Here's my theory on Sikhs and Muslims and pagans and Christians and Jews. Are you going to draw a picture of Muhammad? You're not allowed to shoot them. That's just my thing. I think you should... No, I I like that. That makes sense. Just don't shoot anyone. Humans, yeah. Yeah, I think humans and also probably animals. Unless you catch them in bed with your wife and or husband. And even then, only animals. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, lordy lord. I'm going to get back to some of the... Because some of this is uh, interesting that I didn't know about, and maybe uh, you might be able to elaborate on. Though the origin of the word Halloween is Christian, the holiday is commonly thought to have pagan roots, as we've been talking about. And historian Nicholas Rogers, exploring the origins of Halloween, notes that while some folklorists have detected its origins in Roman Feast of Pomona, the goddess of fruits and seeds, or in the festival of the dead called Parentalia. Parentalia. Anybody heard of that? No? Mm. I will just pretend I'm pronouncing it correct. It, it is more, good to me. Yeah. It is more typically linked to the Celtic festival of Samhain, which comes from the old Irish for summer's end. Wait. 
Is parentalia spelled P-A-R? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. See, that would be looking back to the dead, mm-hmm. the uh, celebration of the parents. Okay. Yep. Those who have gone Festival before. Festival of the dead yeah. called parentalia. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Because remember that uh, living a long time is a recent development. This is true. What, the people lived for like – they got married at eight and then lived till they were like 15 back in the day. That's exactly yeah. correct. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Those are exactly the statistics. You, you, were, you were speaking about how paganism was uh, more heathen-like, like turned into like a word for heathen it almost ca- Exactly. Nowadays. It came yeah. to mean those who are not Christian. When it's actually from the Latin uh, paganus, if that's how you pronounce it correctly, and meaning country dweller. And it's a blanket term typically used to refer to religious traditions which are polytheistic or indigenous. You know, I, I feel like many people think that it is one religion or one way of thinking when in fact it was several – a term for several different peoples and, and religions. And that's something I never knew. That's exactly right. There is yeah. no pagan set of beliefs. There are a great many different cultures and sets of beliefs that would fall under the umbrella of paganism. Yeah, you'd have to go from region to region. And that's why I think it's interesting with Halloween, all the different things we do come from so many different, like small, uh, I'm not even going to say this right because my brain is just bl- dead. Just like small groups of, you know, these pagans and what certain things they would do during these times. And I think at this point, we've like grouped them and mashed them together to this kind of like, when, like when you put all your play-doh together and you mash it into this like crazy gray ball you know which by the way is one of the halloween traditions that we've given up yes we don't do we we don't mash up play-doh anymore unfortunately i'm gonna do it tonight well good (laughs) uh i'm completely with you on that those who dressed up to frighten the dead would not be the same groups that went about sharing their harvest with others yeah uh but we've sort of put all these things together and now you dress up as a superhero and ask for candy yeah it's interesting because there's there were certain sects that believe that like i you couldn't leave your house on around the time of the 31st because they felt like there were spirits everywhere and they'd inhabit your body so they would try to dress up like ghouls or in just black black capes and to trick and them, then, like, but if they had to leave the house, a lot of them just wouldn't leave the houses, their homes at that night. Like they wouldn't do it because it was like it was this fear that like these spirits or these I want to say demons only because I was raised say Catholic. demons. That's say not it. what I want to say. But no, it's yeah. <laughs> but it's, essentially, that you know what I mean. Yeah. I think that's where we get the idea of demons and stuff eventually. Ooh, spooky. That was spooky. The <laughs> jacket was creeping through the door. Bye, Dan. You don't have to lock. Just lock the bottom, and you're fine. Bye, Daniel. Bye, Daniel. Thanks, I'm going to go murder people. Cool. Yay, Halloween. <laughs> Just like the pagans did. Yes, they did dinner detectives. <laughs> A little known fact the about pe- dinner pagan detectives. pagan dinner theater tradition. <laughs> dinner theater was started by the pagan Samhain. Hey, you know, you can make a Wikipedia about, page about that, and I'm sure a lot of people would believe it. That's yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. I print all this out in case uh, I've had guests who would be like, I'm going to change the page. But so I, I make sure I print it out because I, don't I would out. never. <laughs> yeah, that's why the Halloween page is so boring because Cody Fisher wrote it. Hey, I hope your comedy is better than your Halloween writing. Oh wow, well, he's it's kind not. Of a dick. <laughs> no, I know. Samhain was the first and most important of the four quarter days in the medieval Gaelic calendar. It was held on or about October thirty first, November first, and kindred festivals were held at the same time of the year in other Celtic lands. It's the 31st through the 4th, right? Those were the days? Yes. I'm guessing. I think that's what it is. Because I'm thinking of like 
Dia de los Muertes when it gets into that, but that's more. There's so many like. things. That's the weird thing because it's like uh, Day of the Dead. There's there's Halloween. There's um, All Saints Day. All, All Saints Souls Day. Day. And Again, it's all during the same time. Originally, we were dealing with a lunar calendar. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all a question of how various cultures then interpreted the old form of of timekeeping as they shifted over to the to the solar calendar. Like, oh, that's cool, but you know, I'm going to tweak it just a bit so I'm happy with it. Is eventually what happens. I'm interested in this part that I, that Dylan actually mentioned a little earlier. Uh, Samhain was seen as a time when the door to the other world opened enough for the souls of the dead and other beings such as fairies to come into our world. Spelled F-A-E-R-I-E-S. Yes. The souls of the dead were said to revisit their homes on Samhain, as you guys were speaking about earlier. Feasts were had at which the souls of dead kin were beckoned to attend and place set at the homes on Samhain. Lewis Spence described it as a feast of the dead and festival of fairies. However, harmful spirits and fairies were also thought to be active. People took steps to allay or ward off these harmful spirits or fairies, which is thought to have influenced today's Halloween costumes and customs, which uh, you spoke about Yeah, which you talked about. It's also interesting because this goes into like um, more of the like Dia de los Muertes too, where it's like they believe that this fail, like their family, their passed on family members could come and visit them. And with those feasts, a lot of them would try to make their uh, deceased relatives like favorite food or favorite meal. And sometimes they would like leave it outside their doorstep. And then the same with when you go, I mean, I am skipping ahead. I just hit the microphone. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, the deal of Muertes is still what is is practiced today, where it's just like they believe that their fan- this is their time their family members can visit them. Photos will go up on a mantle, you know, dinners will be made, and then a pilgrimage will be made. Um, I believe on the fur, I'm probably wrong. It might be the second to the actual their grave. You can say is, any which, day you want, and which wants. like. <laughs> I'm going to get this all wrong, uh, which is like essentially comes from this practice. But it. similarly, I, I, there's something that is sort of hardwired into the human mind about this, because in the Jewish tradition at Passover, you set the extra plate for Elijah. Yeah. Uh, you have the chair there. You have it already. So we, we really love the idea of somebody dead coming to dinner. Oh, yeah. It's great. Now it's like Halloween is about scaring and and the dead rising and wearing scary costumes and or sexy cats like Cody likes to dress up as. Um, He's just making stuff up. <laughs> um, it's, it's just, it's, you know, it turned into a fun day rather than the day where it seemed like it was more about. Well, yeah, we, what we changed that around, like, I'm going to say the 1940s. Well, again, Christianity and the Judo, the Judeo Christian tradition loves to separate people from power. And the original pagan tradition was all about how we interact with the world of fairy, with mm-hmm. the with the dead spirits, with the world around us. Uh, and it's also having a respect for that. Like that was early on, it was like, we're going to respect that this is the time of year this happens and we're not going to push it. We're not going to make, f- it wasn't every anything that was made light of at all. And no, I mean, it seemed like it was an actual, you know, just like Passover, like any other real tradition. It's more about coming together and, and respecting the souls of the dead and stuff that's a little, little more, you know, religious. And I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. And then we can get slutty and party. Exactly. The Christian tradition says, no, you can't do magic. You can't connect with these things. You cannot pay respect to them. They are evil. They are bad. You must pretend they do not exist. Oh, but you want to do something in the autumn? Uh, all right. Well, okay. You can put on the costumes, but it's just about having fun. 
Yeah, you can still like carve little faces into your vegetables and leave them outside your door. But they're not actually scaring anyone away. It's just so that we can have a competition to see who carves. Yeah, don't don't best. say it's a scare away evil spirits. It's just a fun thing to do. It's a craft project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this next part is actually kind of hitting upon what you guys are saying. Halloween is also thought to have been influenced by the Christian holy days of All Saints Day on November 1st. Uh, they were a time of honoring the saints and praying for the recently departed who had yet to reach heaven. All Saints was introduced in the year 609, but was orig- originally celebrated on May 13th. And in 835, it was switched to November 1st, the same day to Samhain, at the behest of Pope Gregory IV. And some have suggested this was due to Celtic influence, while others suggested... His friends Germanic called idea. him Greg. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, they needed more followers. Yeah. They needed more followers. They needed more money. They wanted to expand, and, and it's the, that's such a smart strategy. Like, I mean, businesses and companies do it to this day. You know what I mean? Well, at, at a certain point, you have to stop just killing everybody who doesn't do things on the day that you want them done and go, uh, all right, we'll do it that day. We'll do it that day. You come to our churches. You do our beliefs. You give us your money. Yeah. And we'll let you live. Like, yeah, you can put point. on a mask if you want. Fine. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the things that I you know we all grew up with and we loved and if we could we probably still do would do would be trick or treating. Oh, of and, course. And yeah, and and we you guys hit upon it a little bit before about how you went door to door and it was kind of like a potluck trying to get food for whoever the hell the, the souls or or whatnot. And souling is actually the term for it is the custom of baking and sharing soul cakes for all christened souls. This is the Christianity. Yeah. Um. Uh, version of it and has been suggested as the origin of trick-or-treating uh, groups of poor people often children because the children are the poorest of the people and it makes everyone the saddest would go door to door on all saints uh collecting soul cakes originally as a means of praying for souls in purgatory and then similar practices for the souls of the dead were found as far south as italy Shakespeare mentions the practice in his comedy, The Two Gentlemen of Verona, when Speed accuses his master of pulling like a beggar at Hollow Miss. Oh my God, we need to create Hollow Miss, don't we? Why has that not happened? Why? We, it's just too, there's already too much. The Ugh. custom of wearing costumes has been linked to All Saints by Prince Sori Kontek, who wrote, It was traditionally believed that the souls of the departed wandered the earth until All Saints Day, and All Hallows' Eve provided one last chance for the dead to gain vengeance on their enemies before moving to the next world. In order to avoid being recognized by any soul that might be seeking such vengeance, people would don masks or costumes to disguise their identities, which, uh, of course, yeah, does they, not work. No, I mean, it, that's their, their version of it was like, well, I'm going to dress like a crazy monster because, like, yo, I don't want this dead person to come back and kill me. We can get now. We can get into zombies and stuff because that's just where all that stuff comes from, anyways. That's right. <laughs> it seems like some of the most horrible things, and it, this is this is known by everyone, but it's it's just such an interesting way. Some of the most horrible things and uh, were done by popes. No. Yeah, it's just so. What's that? People it, in positions of power, yeah. who are believed to be infallible, do bad things. They take advantage of people exactly. for money and. But, no. but here's a thought, just... and I don't know if anyone's ever said this before, but I think that maybe power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Uh, my mind is being blown. <laughs> wow. The thing that's most disturbing about this common sense that is that, that you'd I think you'd up, see them coming with the giant hats? Yeah, that one. And two, you just have to think how we feel like we're so advanced and how still behind we are when 
that still happens. I mean, we still have popes. We still have kings and queens. We still have all this stuff that didn't work back in the day. And it still doesn't really work now. And it's like, what are At the risk of getting way off track, we are moving back. We can get way off track. We are moving back toward it. Um, Exactly. That's that's the point. The the continual shift to the economic right is a slow, steady return toward feudalism. Uh, I genuinely believe that capitalism grows out of feudalism and grows toward socialism. But we've made socialism such a dirty word that Mm -hmm. in order to avoid going near it, we're pulling further and further back toward feudalism. That which is results in the constant collection and, and consolidation of wealth at the top, and the creating of a, a wider serfdom who really just serve to to fulfill the needs of the wealthy. And there are like unfortunately, and I think this is why there's a lot of um, which I'm sure some of us think is crazy. A lot of churches and like take Scientology for example, which is a newer religion, which people don't like using the terminology. I don't, but it's all the same. It's, you know, here, there are, here, let's find this group of people, addicts, homeless people, anyone who doesn't have a belief system or needs a big, a higher power to believe in other than just themselves. We'll scare them into believing these things. We'll take their money and then we'll give them something to hope for. And that's kind of what it comes down to is there are a lot of people in this world that need something else to look up to and believe in and we'll follow it blindly, unfortunately. I think we create a class of people who need that. Mm -hmm. I don't think that is uh, necessarily a natural state of things. I think that uh, in order to maintain economic structures like the Catholic Church Mm -hmm. uh, and Scientology uh, and and the, the evangelical ministries that collect every Sunday and so on, a group of people is constantly told that they cannot trust their own instincts and their own thought processes and must instead follow this set of rules and pay someone to help them do that, which is why paganism was such a threat oh, yeah. to the spreading Christianity or at that time Catholicism because what what the Druids said was the conscience is the eye of the gods and man. Uh and uh, most of the pagan religions were essentially science-based. They were about studying the pattern of the stars, knowing when the harvest will come, being aware of the repeating patterns in nature and the changes in nature, uh, observation and examination and thought and – Ooh, that of, sounds creepy. I don't like any of, of what you're saying. And human sacrifice. And, well, no. No, um, no. <laughs> the Druids – and if I may I, – I hate to keep going back to the Druids, but it's the one form of paganism that I'm really familiar with. Mm-hmm. They had great magic. For example, a Druid would come into town and someone would say – uh, we are arguing over the boundary between my farm and his farm and the druid would put down a stake and put some markings on the stake and say, this is the boundary. And there he had created a thing from nothing. Mm-hmm. And then he would walk away. And two generations later, a druid would come into town and the farmers would say, hey, there's this stake in the ground and we think it marks a boundary, but we're not sure what it's about. Can you explain it to us? And he would look at the mysterious markings on it and he would say, ah, uh, a druid named Fred 48 years ago came through here. And the old guy would go, oh, 
It did. It's true. A druid named Fred came through. And he stated that this was the boundary between the Josephson's farm and the Laban's farm. And they say, it's true. That's what he said. That's amazing. That's what I told you, he said. And they would all say, ooh, how does he know that? And he would know that because there were magical markings on the stick that he was able to read. And the ability to pass information from one generation to the next in this way was unknown to the villagers. Mm -hmm. So it's magic. The magical markings give him information. Sign language, a basic sign language that allowed druids to pass information from one to another silently. Great magic. And the ability to know when an eclipse was coming was great magic. And it was purely observation and intellectual pursuit. Ew. Yeah, Ew. we can't have that. <laughs> we can't have that today. If we had that today, things might actually like not be so horrible. Oh, I so know. To actually good. respect our land and not over plan or over farm or over drill. Or Ugh. to respect intellect and free <laughs> thought and the expression of new ideas. Ugh, no, oh, it's gross. Just terrible. It'll screw the whole thing up. The main problem is because obviously then you know Christianity swept through and which relies on faith, which is don't think. Yeah, trust me. Well, don't think. Just God will do everything you need. Just. Don't worry about it. Oh, as long as, yeah. I was worried. Now yeah. I don't have to as long worry as you don't anymore. Think for yourself, just read this. Do what this says. I know your life sucks, but as long as you're yeah. willing to put up with that without revolting at all over it, things will be better yeah. when you're dead. And there seemed to be a point, uh, and, and we could totally get off of Halloween, but this is more interesting anyway. Uh, there seemed to be a point where things, and, and I could be wrong, where things seem to get a little better. But for me, now it seems like it's reverting um, and, and that might have been what you were saying before. It's just back to kind of – it just feels like going back to a dark age almost. Uh, uh, I don't somehow. know. When you say things seemed to be getting a little just better, the, I would say we had a moment in the late 60s, early 70s when a peace movement was coming and the people were saying, wait a minute. We don't like the way this is exactly going. What I'm saying. But that was a brief – It was very brief. brief. Then all those people went, oh, God, we're poor and we all have to like rely on each other. This is not working. And the truth is, our nation was built on the idea that the wealthy have greater value than the poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, of course. I mean, that's. I mean that that just comes and that comes back down to religion, which is just like you know, it, it's the same concept of like when the early Catholic Church was just same with the Druids, where like these people can learn to read, you can't, so you can't know these things. So you just need to know what we're saying to you is right. And you're just going to deal with that. People went, okay, you're right. You you know what that says. This, this word with these markings on it, I don't understand this. So you must be right. Everything you're saying is right. We'll stay scared and do whatever you want. That's kind of what our country was built on to begin with. Sure. Originally, uh, voting rights were restricted to those who owned property, Mm -hmm. males who owned property. It's a very narrow, a very narrow group. Um, Actually, maybe if we went back to that, things would go a little better. Really? <laughs> and I, oh, the, the Catholic Church really made sure that – I talk about an anti-intellectual process. The smartest among the European nations were taken into the Catholic schools to learn to be priests and be celibate. Mm. So they were literally breeding intellect out of the populace of Europe. Mm-hmm. And breeding uh, uh, a more foolish, more easily led uh, mass public as they kept the intelligentsia from having sex. Yeah, it's like how we breed down cuter, smaller, tinier puppies that are real dumb. 
You know, look at those little cute people out They're in the field. They're pretty adorable, though. Look how cute That's they right. are. Just are we talking about Mexicans? Oh my God, Alan! I, oh, I, I wasn't. I thought we were talking about. When Mexicans. did you turn into Sarah Silverman? I thought <laughs> you said cute little farm workers. Oh she my! Was I was talking about surfs. Oh, she was dealing with sorry. Dylan. She was dealing with uh, old European <laughs> dark ages. For the love of whoever we believe in, Alan, <laughs> what is Here's wrong thing, with though. you, man? Here's the thing. You know, some of us bothered to shave for this show. Oh, I'd never shave. Yeah, I shaved my face for this show. <laughs> Not your legs. Oh, wait, you're wearing jeans. I can't say that. No, I don't shave the jeans off my legs. Uh, people will watch this at home. We'll see what I'm talking about. Watch this at home? Oh, no. Um, I feel like, <laughs> and I could be totally wrong in this. You guys can reprimand me. But... Most religions, you know, all the pagan religions, Christianity, um, anything, Scientology even, started off at a point where they actually wanted to help people. And then once things don't go as fast as people want them to, they have. that's when the, power, the corruption and the power takes over. Because they were like, we, I need more people to know what I want them to know. In the case of Scientology, I don't think that's true. Okay, I believe, I'm just basing this off of the master. I believe L. Ron Hubbard uh, actually just wanted to play with the idea of religion and see if he could use... Well, he was known to say the fastest way to become rich is to create, is your to own create religion. religion. Yeah, but like, here's he the thing. Very he was building a construct and seeing if it worked. And yeah. I'm not even saying... I'm literally basing that on, on what I saw in the master because it actually seemed... And, and this is not necessarily true. It actually seemed there was a point in, in it where something's wrong with this person. I want to figure out what and help them. And then it all went askew. But I think... And I'm, it, I'm just saying based but that on goes, everything. that goes back to what we were talking about, the original pagan culture and the Druids were like, when they got to the end of their, like, their harvest of plenty and they would go from house to house and a lot of them would trade what they had for what they needed. And that was part of their community um, that the Judeo-Christian church stole from them. Um, but like, that was it. It was sharing. It was like a community helping each other. And that, mm. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Like when you're talking about that, I think that most religions though, especially bigger churches were just based off of power and money. I mean, when you go back, that's all it was. It was like, how much land can we get? How many people can we get below us? And religion was the easiest way to do that. I don't, th- I, I, maybe I'm very negative, but I don't think that like very many good things come out of like really big organized religions anymore. And I don't think they ever did in general. I think there are small sects of people who really do go out and do good deeds and good work. But for the most part, it's all based in like power. It's like no different than like, I think if, if there was a Christ who actually existed, it sounds like he was a good guy. Yeah. It sounds like he was going around saying, I don't want your money. I want you to like each other. Yeah. Uh, but yes, you, you get one degree of separation away from that guy and you've got people going, Hey, wait a minute. If we say we have the path to eternal happiness, we can get 10 gold cubes out of each mm-hmm. of these people. Yeah. And then it's all just an exchange of money and power. And certainly the Catholic church, which strategized toward, uh, the expansion of tithing and opposed birth control because they wanted more Catholics to be born and all of that nonsense. That is all about how do we collect the most possible money? How do we build the the largest possible power base? Uh, How do we control those who claim to be governing? 
it's an religion is an easier way to control people to keep like we were talking to keep people from doing what you want by scaring them. Yeah, it, it's it's one hundred percent the easiest way to control people. When it's like, I mean, you know, you go back to like the roots of Halloween and where it came from. It's just it just started with these people who were like just trying to live and just trying to like protect each other as a community and just trying to like yeah take care of each other. And yeah, there were some like beliefs that maybe we don't necessarily believe in anymore like you know crazy souls coming back for revenge which i don't think many of us some people still believe it some people don't and it's fine if you do it's fine if you don't but i mean of course here here the uh the souls of those you have destroyed come back and say you'll never work in this town again (laughs) (laughs) well we now getting back to halloween (laughs) yeah yes sir getting back to halloween here I'm just I'm just pulling this out of my head, so I'm probably not going to say it right. But Halloween was, you know, morphed and transformed into what it is today, uh, starting from pagan roots into Christianity's little Play-Doh factory, and now it's just for us, for for probably most people, just a fun day. I mean, some people will still celebrate it the way it should be, or or not should be, but the way it was intended. But now it's just a fun day. I dress up as Clark Gable and masturbate. That's my my Halloween celebration. I like that. That's nice. That actually sounds like (laughs) your daily ritual. I don't always dress up. Okay. Well, masturbation is an ancient Druid religion. That's right. It's a a tradition. It's very sacred. That's correct. Sign me up. (laughs) I I will be a Meant to do in private or public. (laughs) Um... I but when it comes to the world now, or, or let's just say our country, because I, I don't freaking know or care about the other countries, but uh, we have been based on Christians and, and Christianity and religion, and all our our society has been formed upon that now, and it's still prevalent amongst uh, the uh, you know Crazy Republicans oh. in in the world who feel like. That you know, religion should affect laws and and the way we teach schools and things along those lines. But the world is now ha- Halloween in effect because we've Christianity has transformed all of this, and then all of the rest of us are just trying to have fun instead of trying to change stuff. Does that make sense? Am I making sense at all? I don't think so. Here's the thing: I am not uh, I am not a religious person. I am an atheist. I am so thoroughly an atheist. Mm-hmm. That when people tell me they believe in God, I don't believe them. So I'm very much an atheist. Mm-hmm. But I am not just trying to have fun. I am trying to change things. I am. I'm not saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying individual. Yes, there are people trying to change things. But as a society, most of the society is not. I think that's always been the case. I think yeah, most no. of society throughout the history of humanity, most people have pretty much just been trying to get lunch. Exactly. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I'm saying. And just, get I lunch just, for their family yeah. and get through the next day without starving to death or having cholera. Fun was probably the wrong word for me to use. Uh, I should say survive. Yeah. Yeah. Mixed in with that, there are people who have a vision of the future toward which they wish to move society around them. And some of them are trying to move toward a future in which they have more control or those who agree with them have more control. And some are trying to move toward a future in which everybody has more intellectual pursuits. And some are trying to move toward a future where everybody is a painter. You know, everyone, what, but those who are genuinely trying to move the society in one direction or another, 
lead to what we think of as political struggles and and power struggles, mm-hmm. I would think. And everyone else is just kind of going, uh, I like what that guy's saying. I'll do that for a while. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think, again, I, I think the point you're making too is our society, there are so many people who are, you know, yeah, just struggling. Like, I just need to make enough money to feed my family tonight. Um, this guy, this guy, whatever he's saying, he seems highly motivated and into doing it. I'll let him do it because right now I have other issues to deal with. And, and that I think, guy ended up being Hitler. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Exactly. Like, um, and that guy seems motivated and is saying he can help me feed my family. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, sometimes what people are really looking for is someone to blame for their difficulties. And if that guy is saying, I know who to blame for your difficulties, then from time to time, when things are bad enough, people will go, oh, yeah, let's kill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. JFK did the same thing. Isabella in Spain did the same thing before Hitler. It's all It all comes back to the same thing. And I, I feel like our society every once in a while gets close to that. You know, like bring out what you said before. Oh, like the Middle East is our problem. The Middle East is what's ruining our lives or the gay people are what's ruining our lives. So let's bomb them and drag them behind oh, a truck. Oh, that's right. I'm, yeah, that's probably what's ruining my life is why, uh, sadly, a lot, my brother think these things. You know what I mean? Which and is by the way, I fucking hate your brother. Well, you know what? I hate him too. I will kick oh his god. ass. Oh my oh. god. <laughs> don't, don't tell him I said that. <laughs> he I love him. He's a dummy. But you know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like he's one of the unfortunate few who just chooses not to think for himself. And I, I think that's... You guys, Halloween. <laughs> I, uh, I was funny. I was watching Nightline last night, which I never do. And it, it, it was interesting because I guess the, you know, the new KKK... Uh, let this their, is not your father's racism. No, let their let cameras in, and they're actually still burning crosses and and sure. completely saying you know blacks and whites should be in separate continents. Wow, that is new. Yeah, no, but it's just it's just very forward. It's crazy because I was watching this, and if it wasn't with the news report, it's like oh, this is from the fifties. This is from no, it's today. It's still tra- I mean, Dylan, I don't know. You've probably traveled a lot doing stand up, and it is really sad. There's a lot of like humorisms, not a, a lot of. Our country has this that same thinking still. When I was a regular touring political comic, mm-hmm. which is what I did for 15 years, uh, I used to work I – w- I had – a bunch of my act was about homophobia and how it's the last accepted form of bigotry in the U.S. And not the last form of bigotry, but the last accepted form of bigotry. And I would do you know seven to 12 minutes of my set was on this and – I knew I had to be funnier than the guys who did fag jokes if I wanted it to work. And I would get laughs and I would get applause breaks. And then people would come up to me at clubs in Texas afterwards and go, that was so funny. I got a fag joke you can use. <sighs> I'd be like, just kill it. me. Just kill me. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's, there's a lot, of, a lot of crazy in the world. I th- and oh, yeah. a I lot of looking for people to blame. Is today's Hitler the Tea Party? I don't. I'm sorry, I just wanted to say that, even though I not, <laughs> no basis on anything. I well, just, I just needed to say that. First of all, I think that would be today's fascism. Okay. Uh, and I also think today's Mussolini. In some ways, again, fascism. You can't you can't line up the one person with the the movement. Um, and I I don't think so. I think, but I do think that the Koch brothers could be today's Gehring. I think you know it's that that figure behind the power. That's always more dangerous. The, uh, uh, Karl the, Rove is a very dangerous human. Oh, the yeah. money. These are all people that we should all dress up as. 
for Halloween. <laughs> yes. I'm going as the scariest thing I can think of, Ann Coulter. So oh. oh, that is scary. Oh, zing Ann Coulter. You listen to this? I got you. And Eat where, a burger. Well, where was Sarah Palin's outrage over Ann Coulter's use of the word retard, huh? You Well, you, did, you guys did hear, right? Ann Coulter was diagnosed with Asperger's? <laughs> I did not hear this. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, I just made it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> it would make so much sense, though. No, it wouldn't. No. no. Uh, I'm, no I, wouldn't. I, am I doing the same thing that she did by saying that? Kind of. Uh, she might be diagnosed with assholers. Oh. Hey, it's a ass Ass herpes? Ass herpes. Ass herpes. That she might know. have. Ass mouth. Anyway, so paganism. Yes, sir. Halloween. Halloween Fun and times. paganism. You know what I think, like, going back to, like, the traditions that, like, we still do that way, like, we, you know, like, what I did as a kid, like, carving pumpkins, going door, trick-or-treating, and it's, like, it's something you just did that your parents taught you to do, and you're, like, you don't, again, it's kind of going back to, you don't think about it when you're a child, like, this is what we do, we carve pumpkins. I'm not sure why, it's a fun thing to do, it looks cool, then I get to dress up however I want, and then I get to go door-to-door and get all this candy from strangers, which would never happen. If you think about it... Halloween is actually a more giving holiday than Christmas is. That's right. Because you're not, a, you can't knock on a door around Christmas time and expect someone to give I'd you like a toys. gift. I'd like toys. Yeah, it's not going to happen. You knock on your door at Halloween, you say trick or treat, and people put candy in it's your It's a bag. lot about giving. It's a very giving and community oriented holiday. In the Norse tradition, if I may. Oh, yes, you uh, may. And I, am, and I am a fan of the Norse tradition. I, I, uh, I particularly liked Odin, mm-hmm. the Norse one eyed king of the gods who could see all of creation but could not tell how far away any of it was. Hmm. It's a depth perception joke, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) But in the Norse tradition, uh, you could show up any day of the year at anybody's door and they had to welcome you in and Mm -hmm. offer you food and a place to stay because there was a chance that you were a god in disguise. Which I think is a very cool thing. And again, it's based in a communal need. If I'm traveling... It gets cold. I need a place to stay. So let's just create in our tradition and our beliefs the need to help one another. But do you think that like when you, you – the the fear, which I'm interested in, the fear of that it could be a god in disguise. That's like, oh, we have to do this. You know what I mean? Even if you don't want to, you have to. I think I, – I, yeah. I think that is building into the culture mm-hmm. what is needed for survival. Yeah. If you're afraid of kicking someone out – if you're afraid of closing your doors to a stranger, then you don't survive as a culture. Then people will die off. Um, or that stranger wants to come in and lick your toes. So it's it's like, you know. He could be a god. That, oh, oops. <laughs> we, you know, we as a culture have exactly the opposite. Our mm-hmm. mythology comes from criminal minds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyone you let into your house is going to stab you with a giant knife. Uh, but don't worry, because by the time you get to know anybody, they'll be protected by the handsome people. Well, I'll tell you right now. I let someone sleep on our roof, and the next day, all of our bikes were gone. Are you, I just this, ignored it. Is this the truth? Yes, this is the truth. He was this random person was living on the roof of our building and in the stairwell for a week. And finally, we called the cops on him. But like, it was one of those things where I'm like, I don't know. He I needs a place I'm, to stay. I guess this is just like a warmer place. I, uh, if he's not going to attack me, and then all of a sudden all if our bikes are gone. If he's not going to attack me, how do you know that, though? I don't know. You if know, he's you not never know. Me. I'm like, I try to have the. No, I'm with you on that. I I let stuff like that but go then the, on. But the minute then my bike was gone, I was like, 
I've had that bike since I was 15 years old. This is not cool. And then you murdered him. Everyone was gone. And then, yes. No, I called the police and was like, get this man out of here. We, we're at the very opposite of what you were just talking about, Dylan, where it's like you wanted to let people in your home. You know, anybody could be a god. And now it's a complete polar opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody could be a psychopath. Don't let anyone exactly. in. Don't talk to people. Don't make eye contact. Stay to yourself. But what caused that, do we think? I mean... The I, fact I that think, people no, are I, savage? No, I think what caused that is like essentially media and communication and the, the more and more easily acceptable communicate or not acceptable. The uh, um, the more the, the, news stories. In my brain. Yeah, are you accessible. The, thank you. Yeah. The more accessible that communication is, it's people hear these things. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, there was a murderer out here. Da, 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 da. Like, I remember my grandparents, I mean, this was just in the 80s when I was a little grand. My grandfather never locked the front door. Like, you could always just walk into the house any time of day. And I grew up, what, 30 minutes, you know, north of Los Angeles, Simi Valley, small town. A lot of my friends' parents still don't lock their doors. And it's, you can, I know if I were to, you know, just walk in their house at night, it would be fine. It'd be like, hey, Jackie and Reg. And, and there's still there's still some of that, but now I think there there is a like me as a single woman living with just another girl, my roommate, which is it is scary. Where it's just like you know, I got I'm not going to leave my door unlocked all night. I think there are a bunch of things that that feed into it, and it all first of all, I think it all stems from capitalism, which says at its heart that possessions are of greater value than humanity. So it starts from we have to protect what we own. Mm. Uh, my vagina I'm sorry I thought we were doing a song suddenly <laughs> um, uh, but no not just not just your vagina but you know your knickknacks and mm. your belongings your television and uh, um, my so, pink couch and in fact all of the all of the wars of modern history have been based on the idea that property is of greater value than human life so we've got that going on. We have to protect what we own. And then we have this vast entertainment industry. We have the most powerful tools for communication and the distribution of art uh, in the history of the planet. And rather than thinking about what we're saying, we just keep saying whatever will draw the most eyes to it so that we can sell the advertising time for the most money possible. And because of the the nature of human instinct, we are drawn to look at danger because in the wild, if there is a mountain lion coming down on me from that side and a cute little bunny over there, we will be focused on the mountain lion because that's the danger. So we will continue to tune into the shows about what threatens us. And that fucking little rabbit sneaks in. And that's right. And gnaws your ankle off. You know, you didn't see it coming. You didn't see it. You know why? Wearing the giant Pope hat. Mm-hmm. It's a callback. He did a callback to the giant Pope hat, but now is a rabbit wearing it. That's Jeez. a really cute. I'm a professional. Really yeah. <laughs> um, but so criminal minds and NCIS and anything that has violence and gore and bloodshed and a reminder that there is constantly dangerous uh, danger around you automatically draws audience. Yeah. And then we can dress up like Jason Voorhees for Halloween Yay. and scare girls in their bras and panties because that's a costume. News that says uh, you're in danger in your home, you're in danger from foreigners, you're in danger when you walk <laughs> the streets. 
that will get eyes on it because our instinct says we need to look for danger. We need to be aware of danger. So we've got the media constantly focusing on danger to draw eyes. And as a result, we are constantly under the sense that we are under threat when, in fact, I haven't been attacked. I have been attacked three times in my adult life. None of it was actually life-threatening. Most of us are not constantly threatened in our lives, but we feel like we are. Keep the doors locked. Yeah, I've been attacked zero times. And yet you keep your doors locked, don't you? And jinxed it now, so I'll be attacked later. (laughs) I'll take care of that for you. But you also, in the media, you never hear the good things anymore as well. So it's not only just bad things, but you don't hear about the story, how the family took in the hitchhiker that's living on the roof or whatever, and nothing happened because he was a good guy. He fixed the drains on the top. He fixed the drains. He fixed their rain gutters. He brought their dog to the vet. Because that is not going to draw people to watch. Exactly. Because it doesn't terrify them. Yeah. Halloween, guys. Yes, sir. Uh, One last thing I actually wanted to mention about paganism. (laughs) Getting back to that for just a brief minute before we uh, talk about socialism and feudism. I like feudism, the ongoing holding of grudges as a as a government. Feudalism, sorry, I said feudism, didn't I? I, I just noticed this one little thing, and actually, you know, I think that's... I'm sorry, I'll talk that back in. <laughs> I've done a callback and a dick joke now, ladies oh and God, gentlemen. God, you're on fire. Speaking of penis jokes, pagan came to be equated with the Christianized sense of Epicurean to signify a person who was sensual, materialistic, self-indulgent, unconcerned with the future, and uninterested in sophisticated religion. And it, it's funny because, you know, that's what Republicans try to do with Democrats, and that's, you know, vice versa as well. Um, and that's what everybody tries to do with everybody who they don't agree with, is no, turn them into changed. the Christian pagan word, if you will, when it comes to making people believe they're self-indulgent and, and sensual. All they care about is sex and, and birth control. And, and it's, it's just, it's humor... <laughs> It's all they care about all is sex and birth control. The first yeah. thing on my mind that, is how can I not have children to have them deal exactly. with this shit? It, and it's 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 like let's take the most unimportant things in life and cause that to be the well, debate. Well, and it's diverting attention to what's really going on. Like it, it's infuriating. I know this is going way off topic. And me as a woman, like the whole war on women and us f- dealing with that, we're just like we we are dealing with something that like sixty percent of the people who voted last election period were women 60 percent sadly i don't think there are that many women who are going to go out there and really vote for people who are going to take away basic rights you know what i mean i i maybe there are maybe i'm totally wrong um like i have a grandmother who was like very very catholic but still secretly was on the pill (laughs) so she didn't have to have any more children never told my grandfather you know what i mean it's Mm. like it's just a secret thing but it's like I I can't see my grandmother going out and being like, you know what? Yeah, we need to not be able to have these basic health rights. We may not have birth control. Women have had means of performing abortion for one another going back over the ages Mm -hmm. and did it secretly so that the church wouldn't know and – it was an open secret, as it were. I, yeah, let's just not talk about it, which is a very, very Catholic thing to do. It really is, isn't it? <laughs> um, my father was a feminist during the beginning of the women's movement because he didn't want to acknowledge that he was gay and deal with that battle. So he sublimated by dealing with the war movement, the anti-war movement and the women's movement. And at one point, there was a, a big feminist organizer from Albany who came – he was very good friends with who came for drinks at our house. And I remember him having a conversation with her. 
in which he said, what can I as a married man do for the feminist movement? And she said, what are you willing to give up? And that's really always the issue mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. whatever power one has, it is very difficult to let go of. And what are you rural country people re- willing to give up? Oh, what you're really called? We're going to call you pagans now. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it's, it keeps happening. You it guys. just keeps happening. There's actually something that I saw on Facebook. I'm trying to pull it up. That um, someone, was it a kitty video? Because it, I saw it some was of those a kitty video. Facebook. Uh, uh, no, I think it was by. Uh, do you know who Doug Wright is? Mm. No. Mm. Anyway. Uh, this, this is just interesting because it kind of plays upon what you said, so I'll read it real quick. I wish my moderate Republican friends would simply be honest. They all say they're voting for Romney because of his economic policies, tenuous and ill-informed as they are, and that they disagree with him on gay rights. Fine, then look me in the eye, speak with a level, clear voice, and say my taxes and take-home pay mean more than your fundamental civil rights. The sanctity of your marriage, your right to visit an alien spouse in the hospital, your dignity as a citizen of this country, your health care, your right to inherit the mental welfare and emotional well-being of your youth and your very personhood. It's like voting for George Wallace during the civil rights movements and apologizing for his racism. You're still complicit. You're still perpetuating anti-gay legislation and cultural homophobia. You don't get to walk away clean because you say you disagree with your candidate on these issues. And that was by Pulitzer and Tony winning playwright Doug Wright. Um, that is beautiful and yeah. is the most pertinent Hallow- Halloween quote. Yeah, Asian quotation <laughs> I have heard all week. Well, the gays have taken over Halloween, so it's pertinent. Oh, the West Hollywood gay. Pra- oh my goodness, the Halloween I, parade out there yes. is amazing. Can I tell you a funny Halloween story? I, I hope that you will. I don't know why I said wool. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if you won't wool. Well, wool. What? Where was he going with that? When I was uh, years ago, I went. I was in Greenwich Village on Halloween evening mm-hmm. uh, for reasons that I won't go into. And I, I was going to a, a thing at NYU, and I had an hour to kill. I was just hanging out in the village. And for any listeners who do not know, Greenwich Village in New York City on Halloween evening is just a festival of fabulous. <laughs> it is men everywhere dressed up in their happiest fantasies. Men who have been out of the closet for years have found deeper, darker closets with new wardrobe to pull out and try on. It's just, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. And I'm standing at a street corner waiting for the light to change. And just standing next to me is a leather couple. It was a, a leather boy in chaps and a cop's hat and combat boots. And uh, the other one was wearing nothing except uh, flip-flops and what I can only describe as a suede scrotal sling. Love it. And I could tell that he was the slave in the relationship because the other guy was holding his leash. And I looked at them and I thought that we live in a wonderful world where if you wait long enough and you're open enough to the possibilities, anyone can find somebody to love and who will love them for who they are. And uh, we shared this moment. They smiled at me. I smiled at them. And then another couple came frolicking past us uh, up they were headed uptown, and they were dressed as sperm for the holiday. <laughs> they were wearing white leotards and tights, and they had long toilet paper tails mm-hmm. that spiraled out behind them like ribbons. And in case we couldn't tell what they were, they were singing sperm, glorious sperm, as they went. <laughs> I don't remember the whole – I don't know. Oh, hot jizz in my mustache. I don't know okay. how the whole song went, but they went on up, uptown. <laughs> and the leather boy slave turned to his leather boy master and said, freaks. Oh, and it occurred to me that we live in a wonderful world where if you wait long enough and you're open enough to the possibilities, <laughs> anybody can find somebody to judge harshly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's one of the main problems is that even in your own groups, you're all, there's people who are always just going to be dicks. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel I, I've made fun of the sexy costumes a few times, but I do have those moments in my life where it's just like, well, you know, if this is the one time of year you are as a woman are going to own your sexuality and you're going to look super hot. I, I, I mean, I shouldn't judge you. Sometimes it's like, oh, God, re- we really need a, a sexy big bird costume. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? If you want to go out there and do, do that and own it, you know do what? It. Oh, I want to see you, know? you as a sexy bunny in a pope hat. That's the thing. <laughs> Me? Oh, God. You. <laughs> Wait, why is that 12-year-old boy wearing a pope hat with bunny ears? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. No. Um, that's the thing. It's You should either be for every costume that can be thought of or mm-hmm. just against everything. Yeah. There shouldn't be any middle ground when it comes to stuff like that. That's just silly. Yeah. I mean, that's when it's just like, well... If you're going to really own yourself and do that, you know what? Go for it. I'm an asshole for judging you. I know that. I'll make a psych remark, but inside my body, I'm inside my soul, I'm like, God, she looks really hot. I, I wish know. I looked that good. Ew, gross. <laughs> Slutty okay. Oscar the You crash. would look good in anything. You do look that good. Yeah. Oh, th- I mean, you should see her in her costume stop. right now. It's, I mean, basically just bra and panties. But I mean, hey, it's it's been entertaining us the whole time. Guys, and while you're at it, like, got huge boobs, um, great legs, totally shaved. Oh, God. (laughs) Opposite. I haven't showered today. Maybe I haven't showered in a couple days. Your unibrow is just looking amazing. I'm really feeling my pagan roots, you guys. (laughs) Do you have an interesting Halloween story, Cody? Do I have an interesting Halloween story? I mean... No, not re- sadly, not really. I mean, um, <laughs> there wasn't I that time like, where you had four one night stands because oh you were God, just up no, down. Nothing please, like that. I don't. I end up going as like a newsie for Halloween, and people were like, "Oh, I didn't know that was you. I really thought it was a boy." Extra, extra. I have no social life. No, I feel like <laughs> I get really like um, for doing sketch comedy for so many years and trying to like create costumes and and stuff. Like I did this morning, it was just like, do I really want to dress up tonight? That's like, true. I don't want to have to do this. But then when you see people do it, like, I, I, like I don't have a, a specific interesting story, but like. Then when it's like I see people like starting to post photos all over the place of like the costumes they're making and I'm like, oh my God, that looks so much fun. And then I get bummed out that I'm like was so like, I don't want to have to do this. But I'm like, when it comes down to it, it's like a fun thing that people do get together and do. There was one year and this is really deeply pathetic. I I had a big plan. My wife and I were going to go down to the Hollywood parade and I dressed up in my I, I own swashbuckler clothing mm-hmm. so okay. I had, well I mean who doesn't who doesn't yeah so I had I, mean, I had the boots that flop over and the the lace up the front shirt and the sword and the fake mustache and the big hat with the giant feather swooping back and then my wife and I decided not to go <laughs> so I sat and watched television dressed as a swashbuckler in my own home all evening I have done that I have gotten dressed in costumes. And decided not to go. And gone back home. Or like I've gotten somewhere for five minutes and been like, I don't want to be here anymore. Oh, I've done that. And then gone back home and like, I'm just going to watch scary movies in my costume. I've totally done. I did that. Although I had to take my, I, mean, I think my costume for last year is right in the It is. Kitchen Space here. Princess. It's still Because like in my head, I'm like, oh, I can make this really funny uh, foam board giant costume, get to a party and it's so uncomfortable to move around. I felt like. Donna Martin on that Halloween episode. What'd you wear under it? Because because yeah, just my regular clothes. Oh, okay, I didn't know. If it, I basically did it as a giant sandwich board. Like I, <laughs> that's like my our our roommate that took over for you wore that uh, Tardis costume. Yeah, 
which is like when you actually you're like oh this is awesome this is so cool and then you get to a party and people are bumping you around yeah. and you're like god a sexy costume would be so much easier to maneuver in right now i'm an idiot <laughs> and my nipples are getting so shaved that was me that was my costume yeah and it's <laughs> You went as chafed nipple. Man. I went as chafed nipple. <laughs> it's a weird guy. I just had blocks around with his top on. It was a white wife beater and just blood, like just surrounding my nipples. Wow. Yeah. I'm so turned on right I, now. I can see that. Guys, okay, so I'll leave you alone for a few minutes. <laughs> well, uh, I think that that might wrap up our Halloween paganism slash society's wrongdoings in in the history of the world. Dylan, you you've actually just handed me a couple of comedy albums, which I'm going to. Or are they called humorist albums? Uh, you can call them comedy CDs if you like. They're uh, they're from Stand Up Records. Okay. All of my my CDs are available at Amazon.com and iTunes. There are now. Four of them. I'll be releasing the fifth one probably spring of 2013. Around Jesus' real birthday? That's correct. And in fact, that's why I do it at that time. Ooh, smart because, man. Uh, I like to give my CDs out as a present to Jesus. Yeah, this is when we birthday. should be giving gifts mm-hmm. out. That's right. You can go to dylanbrody.com. And um, I'm actually working Follow on me that. on Twitter. Uh, what's Friend your, me on Facebook. What's your tw- oh, it's just at Dylan Brody. I at Dylan Brody is okay. at Twitter, and I am uh, the Dylan Brody at Facebook for my like page, and Dylan Brody for my actual page. A lot of Dylan Brodies, and if you want the spelling of Dylan Brody, you will be seeing that on this podcast episode. And uh, Cody Fisher here has lots going on. The lovely <laughs> Cody Fisher, <laughs> staring all, like writing for a mod team. Uh, called, um, which one? Which one do you write for? Uh, I do a monthly sketch show at UCB. We're called Bonafide. Okay. Um, yeah, you can hit me up on my Twitter. Yo. <laughs> Oh, God, I can't be cool anymore. It was uh, such a good try, though. I'd Hit me up on my Twitter. Yo. Yo. You guys believe that I'm cool? Cool, yeah. Um, it's at Just Cody. Was that I just am at Just Cody? At your handle is Just Cody. I just always say at because I'm an old person, too. <laughs> like, at Just Cody. Isn't that what you're supposed to say? No, that's correct. Yeah, or I yeah. mean, I think people know. It's like it's like no one says www dot anymore. They did for a long time. They we don't did. need to say that. I've been known to. And then if uh, this terrible Access Hollywood pilot I shot gets picked up, you can see me on that. Way to self-promote. Because it was a really like soul-crushing experience. Oh, wow. Um, but you know. Now, hey. that if they hear this, they'll be like, you know what? Fuck her. We're going to cut her out. I'll never listen to it, please. Let's ma- get real. I've <laughs> forgotten what my name is already. It doesn't matter. What is an Access Hollywood pilot? Isn't that Access Hollywood's they a show? Create, yeah, they, but they have so many different ones. Oh, do they? It, yeah, it was called, I mean, oof, it's called Plugged In. It was supposed to be a bumper before Access Hollywood. We're still waiting to hear on it. Um, who knows? It's just another talking head, what's going on on the internet and the world show. So, you know, nothing too exciting, guys. But hey, I made some money from it. Isn't that what it comes down to? It we is. talking about earlier. Hey, That's you guys about buying bread money. for the family. That's how we cobble together a living in the entertainment industry. Just got to feed my nobody, cat. Nobody is judging you for taking the work that is offered. <laughs> guys, just take what I can get. Find me on YouTube. Lady, my farts on fire. Oh my god! <laughs> I really hope that that's actually true. Is that it is, true. is that true? Someone just brought, someone else just found that the other day. What is it on? Do you have your own? It's from WebSoup. WebSoup. Oh, okay. Rest in peace. Which will not be coming back. And then also, if you're at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater uh, five times a week, oh please uh, don't do this to me right now. You can. <laughs> 
Please don't do this to you me. Can, right now. You, you will know who Cody is by the mean scowl she gives you as she asks you if you have your freaking stamp on your hand. Hey guys, just be human beings and get to a show on time. Seriously. Wait, were you though, there for my horrible mm-mm. taping a few nights ago? Okay. No, wasn't she wasn't there that one night. One night. But seriously, I, I, I do know what you're talking about because there are some horrible people in line. There's some horrible people there, and hey, you know what? UCB is just trying to be a community service and give people cheap comedy shows. So be on time and respect one another. That's all we ask. And give there. Cody hugs. Oh, please oh. don't touch me. Don't touch Cody. Don't she touch will her. stab you in the mouth. <laughs> oh, God, don't hug this woman. She ah! <laughs> the scariest thing of all human interaction. <laughs> and as always, you can stream this at wikipediabrown.com and or iTunes. I like the idea uh, of telling people who are listening to you how they can listen to you. Well, here's the thing. Some people subscribe through iTunes, but then they don't know that at wikipediabrown.com they can just stream it if they don't feel I like see. downloading it. Or vice versa. Vice versa. I, it, I, you kids on your internet, just figure it out. All right. Well, and, and then you could also follow uh, Wikipedia Brown at Twitter at WikiBpod because Wikipedia Brown was already taken. Really? Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, you for you, Alan. Me, Thank you so much. Thank you, Dylan. And, uh, until Thank next you, time. Cody.